Father Chad Jarnigan here, rector of Luminous Parish in Franklin, Nashville, Tennessee. Today, we're doing a special episode on what is an Anglican. In a culture here like Nashville, very evangelical, lots and lots of mega churches, we're in a culture that may or may not understand exactly what an Anglican is. And the more I live here, which I have for 20 years now, the more need I see to do an episode like this that simplifies the framework of what it means to be an Anglican. So here we go. An Anglican is a Christian, someone following the way of Jesus. We do so in many ways such as the early church did. Anglicans all over the world trace their roots back to the Church of England and the earliest Christians in that region from the 2nd and 3rd century. Most Anglicans today are a part of the global Anglican Communion. This is a diverse network and provenances of the Anglican expression all over the planet. And is the third largest expression of Christ followers in the world behind the Orthodox and the Catholic Church. Anglicans believe in most things that other Christians believe. We believe in the Trinity, the idea of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all being one God. We believe that God came into the world through the person of Jesus Christ and that Jesus is God and man. And we believe that Jesus was crucified on the cross, died, and was resurrected on the third day. We believe in the Holy Scripture that it was written by humans but inspired by God. And through the Holy Spirit, we see in the Scripture of what we need to see from God and about God and how it relates with us, to us, and our relationship with this God. The way we read the scriptures is different than other Christians seem to do on occasion. We look at the scriptures through the lens of the early church and the church fathers who were taught by the apostles and the apostles being taught by Christ himself. This helps us 
to not read so many of our own personal biases into the scripture as we go. And it also helps us to make sense of passages that are very difficult to understand. As Anglicans, we also read the scripture through the lens of reason, meaning we expect the word to make sense. And we expect to see patterns and rhythms within the scriptures that help us to see the bigger picture as well as a sense of mystery that's found in the presence of God and the Word of God. The teaching of the Bible and the early church is communicated with us through a series of 16th century documents as well as the ancient texts that we call formularies. One of the most notable and popular formularies for Anglicans would be the Book of Common Prayer. The prayer book tells us what the early church and the scriptures have to say about what it means to worship God and how to worship God. The rhythms found within the prayer book go back to the earliest expressions of the church as well as upholds the creeds, whether it be the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, or the Anastasian Creed. What the Book of Common Prayer teaches us is supplemented and clarified in other formularies, such as the 39 Articles of Religion, the Ordinal, the Catechism, and to a bit of a lesser extent, the Book of Homilies. And you may be at a place, only six minutes in here, where you're thinking, uh, this guy's starting to geek out on Anglican stuff. Possibly, but I'm giving you a framework for the history and the context of the Anglican way. This is historic, it's ancient. It's beautiful, deep and meaningful, and it's actually patient work. This can be traced back to the early days of Justin Martyr. Now again, these formularies help us to practice the way we do with intentional rhythm and pattern that sometimes may seem different than many other believers. The case in point of what we see in society and culture these days is the spectacle, production-based worship environments or experiences that are crafted in many churches these days. And understand that instead of throwing them under the bus, we can see throughout the course of history, how the church began to change its posture, lessening the creeds, lessening confession, and our physical posture, less kneeling, less bowing, and less prayer, 
we come back to these formularies and our patterns of worship in the Anglican way that recalibrate us to be a bit more countercultural against our individualism that we have seen cultivated in the modern era. We believe in the power of God to give us grace through the sacraments, the sacraments of Holy Communion, baptism. We believe in justification by faith alone, a faith that we trust in Christ and his sacrifice and not on our own way of salvation. And we do believe that God calls upon his church to have a particular order, as we would call holy orders. We do believe in the priesthood of all believers, but we also understand that the context of our days needs a much more intentional way of doing ministry. The forming of deacons, priests, and bishops, in addition to lay leadership within the church. I realize that some of this may be strange or foreign to you if you've come from a different Christian tradition. And it may be helpful for you to understand that the way in which we do what we do can be found in Scripture. We're not simply making it up. And the funny thing is that none of these practices or teachings or orders were controversial in the teaching of the early church. By practicing our liturgy from the prayer book, we become immersed in the ancient practices of the early church, which I know personally can resonate with many, many people who seem to have been a part of nebulous or very fluid-like environments of worship. In an undercurrent to the Anglican way, we look at from a three-streams perspective. This is the importance of Scripture, sacrament, and spirit. Many believe that you can't be charismatic and be liturgical or Anglican, or you can't be Anglican and be spirit-led or spirit-filled or charismatic. The fact is, many of us lie within this medium of addressing and acknowledging the gifts of the Spirit, the activity of discernment found with communion with God and the Spirit. And we also see the importance of this ancient faith being connected to our generations upon generations before us. Especially in a society, in a culture, in times that have become more and more post-modern or post-religious, we find a centering and a gravity and a reverence within the Anglican way. Some highlights that I feel worth reiterating is that Anglican distinctives, that we are Catholic in the sense of 
lower C. We're not Roman Catholic, but we are part of the universal church. We're sacramental. This is where we see that the earth is good and God makes himself known in the common life and common items, bread, wine. We're empowered and strengthened throughout the course of history through common life. And to think that Anglicans are the only ones that are rhythmic or pattern or liturgical, well, obviously that's not entirely true. But these patterns of morning, afternoon, evening, compliant prayer, these are centering points for us. From the third century, there have been many different forms of Christian spirituality. The Benedictine rule, Ignatian spirituality, and everything in between. There's room in the Via Medea, the middle path, that is a part of the Anglican distinctives that we follow. Through the course of history, Anglicans have been able to talk to one side and the other. And now, more than ever, we are seeing more Anglicans tell better stories. We're seeing amazing art birthing out of these streams. Historically, that's been the case. And I believe that it will continue to be the case as we go into the future. In a culture where we're continuing to be more and more divided, we are being gifted the opportunity to be his kingdom come and his will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And no matter where this finds you on your path, whether it's the Canterbury Trail or another, may you be the liturgia, the work of the people. May you be the liturgy. May the peace of our great God be with you. And may you share in this peace with everyone you meet. I am grateful for your time. Again, I'm Father Chad Jarnigan, Rector of Luminous Parish. You can find out more at LuminousParish.com.